Hey there friends, so this is Nick. Let's talk about where ideas come from because uh, over the past couple of days I've had a, a little idea, a tiny idea, a seed, a nugget. Um, I think I've said elsewhere that, that one of the genres I most enjoy is sort of post-apocalyptic fiction and I think although you know that's a genre that's that's sort of buried in cliche when I think about um, some of the things that I've really loved and really got into. Things like the early seasons of The Walking Dead or The Chrysalids by John Wyndham is a fantastic novel, um, which I read when I was a teenager, I think, um, set in a post-apocalyptic sort of sort of world. And um, you know, also, to some extent, I suppose, it's not post-apocalyptic, but something like The Purge... Um, you know, just as an idea, not brilliant movies or TV series, but just as an idea, the that kind of sense of remaking the world, and I think that's the um, that's the kind of exciting thing about um, that kind of fiction, isn't it? You can you can move a lot of furniture around, and uh, I've had I've had this this idea for a long time that I wanted to do a sort of a post a post apocalyptic sort of um, story that was set, set set around a librarian yes you can feel the drama building can't you a librarian because because it's this idea that um well in the in the way that my thrillers john kane is he's he's not a sort of super soldier he's not a fighter really but he kind of he makes his way through knowing stuff and i had a similar idea for the post apocalyptic thing I think you know there's in the end there's limited interest in having people just you know hit the crap out of each other and I quite like this idea of a character a female character I think who who again understands how things work and can use that to um to her advantage particularly in a you know your kind of classic post-apocalyptic world where you know the sort of the strong survive and that you know the weak get beaten. Uh, I like that idea of having this um this female character who uses her wits and her knowledge and yeah, was was some kind of librarian or archivist and venerates knowledge. Um because where where everybody everybody's gonna be running for the food, save the food, get the food, she's gonna be running for the books. Um because she's thinking further ahead. She's, you know, she's a chess player. She's thinking more moves ahead than what am I going to eat tomorrow? Anyway, um, I think, the, the as I mentioned, the thing about post-apocalyptic fiction is it's sort of buried in cliché. And, um, you know, zombies have been very popular for the last sort of 10 years, really. Uh, and the reason for that is... You need a kind of a visceral bad guy in post-apocalyptic fiction. Otherwise, if you think about it, not much is going to happen. Um, and, um, you know, you see this, I think, in in lots of these kind of stories where you've got um, multiple enemies. In lots of games, for example, something like Half-Life, you would go through that game and you would be fighting the kind of the intergalactic bad guys and the human bad guys. And you see that again in Walking Dead and what have you. And, um, you know, so I think you need that kind of um, 
nil, force of nihilism, you know, and the zombies do that in, in uh, you know, sort of zombie drama, you know, that kind of um, hungry, hungry force for evil that's going to devour you. So you need something like that. Um, and then also there's other, you know, survivors, other bad guys. But I did have this thought, I mean, this this idea for this this sort of librarian character has been in my head for years, really. But um, yesterday I had this thought that um, it might start with a headache. Um, and again, thinking about The Chrysalids by John Wyndham. I think it was 1955 that book was written, but it, but it had this idea of... Um, sort of telekinesis and sort of psychic powers and what have you, which I think is quite interesting. And I'm, although I'm not really thinking of that for this book, I like the idea that at the start of the book, society collapses because um, almost everyone at the same time gets this, this sort of headache, this sort of migraine. One of my uh, family members recently has been hospitalised because the migraine she had was so sort of serious. And I think... You know, the, the interesting thing about about society falling down is you kind of get the sense that, you know, you just need the right dominoes in the right place and it might happen. And I think, um, I think that could be really interesting sort of um, nugget. You know, the character wakes up in the middle of the night and her head is pounding and she lives in a flat, an apartment in London maybe, and above her... There's this noise, there's this sound of of knocking, like, knock, 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 knock. And she thinks that's maybe what's caused a headache, but maybe, maybe, actually, she's one of the ones who can survive whatever this is. And in the morning, she wakes up to a world where most people have been driven kind of mad by that kind of pain. And I think if you've, if you've had a really bad kind of migraine in your life, and I've only had two or three, maybe, but I have had them, it is a kind of physical thing. It's like a kind of a you know, um, that sense when you move your head and 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 you know your brain bumps against the inside of your skull. Do you know that kind of thing? So, I think it's interesting where ideas come from. And one of the one of the visions I've had for a long time for this story is how people would there'd there'd be a scene, a moment where someone is killed over like a plastic bag because there is suddenly this sense in the world that no one is ever going to be making plastic bags again and suddenly this thing that has no value no intrinsic value to us is suddenly something that you know is the last of its kind and is useful and therefore is something that that people are going to fight over and I think that's a sort of a lovely image for the kind of the utter breakdown of society so this is turning into a long podcast, so I'm not going to go on too much longer, but I think the way that we find ideas and the, the kind of method, if you like, you know, we can sit around and wait for two things to bump into each other in our heads, which is how a lot of creativity happens, or we can, we can kind of shoot the atoms at each other. We do that by asking questions, right? So, you know, you might say the librarian, this character, wakes up in the middle of the night. Why? Because she's got a thumping headache. Why? Well, there's this noise above her from the from the the apartment above her. This bang, bang, bang. This rhythm that's getting louder and louder and louder. And 
you know, so what is that? Well, she's not going to find out straight away, but but what if it was the person who lives above her, the kind old old man who lives above her, bashing his head against a wall because the pain is so bad, you know, he's kind of losing his mind and she's going to discover that in the morning before she discovers that everything else is kind of, um, you know, gone to hell in a handcart. And you keep asking those kind of questions and I think, you know, that... People ask a lot, where do you get your ideas? And I get a lot of mine from reading, obviously, uh, particularly with with John Cain and the psychology and what have you. But one of the ways in which you can make ideas is to start asking questions. And then, you know, there could be 10 different answers to what's the banging upstairs. And it might well be that the 10th answer you come up with is the best one. Um, anyway, uh, that's it for me. It's uh, Sunday night. It's, gosh, it's... It's almost ten past ten as I record this, so I'm going to um, leave that one, I think. This is episode 53 or 54 of the StoryHacker.tv podcast, because stories mean business and creativity. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.